Hey friends, welcome to the Reside Podcast. Here we celebrate stories of individuals creating community in their own unique spaces. I'm Brooke, your host. Cultivating community is something I'm so passionate about, which is why I created this podcast as a platform to celebrate how others are building a better community around them. Life isn't meant to be lived alone, and I hope you leave each episode feeling encouraged to make your own space a better place for everyone. And ultimately, know you aren't alone in your journey. Guys, welcome back. We are kicking off week two of the summer mini-series on conscious consumerism. So what do I mean when I say conscious consumerism? Well, we as humans consume daily. We consume everything from the food that's on our table to the stuff we fill our homes with. Being a conscious consumer means taking a step back and thinking about the impact that our consumption choices have on each other and on the planet. I mean, that's our community, right? So last week, journalist Rachel Monroe took us into the nitty-gritty of the fashion industry, how quick changes in fashion trends have led to a more-is-more mentality and how retailers strategize to get consumers to buy more. She talked about how we can move towards purchasing from more ethically made brands, but the problem ultimately is quantity, not just quality. Conscious consumerism is more than just buying from ethical sources. It's also thinking about how we buy less altogether. And today we're taking a closer look at how that can be lived out practically with Christina Mejas. Christina has built her brand around this idea of mindful spending, and today she tells us how her minimalistic habits play into this idea of building an intentional lifestyle. This idea of minimalism seems out of reach and, simply put, too extreme for the average consumer on the surface. But Christina helps us understand what minimalism truly is and how it can actually help you be more intentional with your life. I was so inspired by my conversation with Christina, and I know that you will be too. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Reside Podcast. I am here with Christina, and today we are continuing our mini summer series on conscious consumerism. Christina, welcome to the Reside Podcast. Thank you for having me. Before we jump into all the fun things, maybe you can just introduce yourself, tell the listeners where you're at, what you're doing. Yeah, totally. So my name's Christina. Um, Actually, now formally of Style Apotheca, I recently changed my branding, as it were, uh, just to just to my name, Christina Mejas is how you say it, or Mychas. Uh, yeah, so I have um, an Instagram account, blog, and YouTube channel. And initially, when I started, it was all about fashion trends, you know, keeping up with style and things like that. Um, and has of late evolved into a focus on minimalism, using what you have and mindful spending. Um, Because a lot of what I'm talking about nowadays is how I had a pretty terrible relationship with money and also was working my way through paying off $120,000 of student loan debt uh, Mm -hmm. that I got from my pharmacy degree. I'm a pharmacist as well in practice. so. So cool. Yeah, so we talk about all that good stuff. And that's how Christina Mychoff, that's what it is today. Love it. Love it. So you said you started off really just sharing your personal fashion brand and what that looks like. Walk me through the journey of, you know, starting there to 
I call it practical minimalism, minimalism, Mm -hmm. um, but whatever you, you know, kind of define it as how did you kind of transform your brand into, yeah, like you said, wearing what you have and and that sort of thing? It was a long, long and drawn out transformation, I would say. But when I first graduated from pharmacy school, I was like very focused on like you go through all that time being, you know, trying to get into school, surviving school, learning what you need to learn, doing your board exams, and then finally getting this like career job that you're everybody's, you know, supposed to be getting. And within that time, so that was like my intense, intense focus. I felt like I didn't have time to like read a book for myself in that time. And when I finally got my job and like checked off all those boxes, I was kind of like, okay, now what? Like, what do I do with my time? I don't really know who I am because I feel like I just didn't spend any time getting to know myself when I was in school. But I knew at that whole time that I loved fashion. I loved shopping. I loved like dressing up and all that stuff. So um, a friend of mine like encouraged me to get a camera and like start like a start like an Instagram account, like a style account. And, and so I did and like that really like dove right into that. But throughout all that, I don't know, Instagram is is a weird place. um, Because (laughs) you, (laughs) you feel that like you always have to, at least I felt this pressure in order to be relevant in that fashion influencer space, I needed to always have the latest and greatest have you know, certain brands, like certain luxury brands had to be displayed in there to be able to tag certain things and whatever. And Mm. I dove into that as well and kind of used that rationale as like an excuse to shop and to continue to curate my wardrobe and personal style. And I just over time was realizing like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what my style is. And meanwhile, all this time I was like, oh, you're in crazy amounts of debt. You don't know. I didn't know what I was doing with money. I didn't know how to control my money, but I knew exactly how to spend it, I would say, but not necessarily in the right places. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just started to realize I was just so like overwhelmed with feeling stuck financially, at least. And I realized I kind of had to like step out and take a look at what I was doing and see that, you know, my money was going to these places that weren't really helping me in any way. Um, weren't really defining who I was or like contributing Mm -hmm. to who I was and like um, understanding who I am and even my personal style and myself and all that type of thing. And I started to sort of strip that away. And I really had to change my relationship with my money, my closet, my spending. Mm -hmm. And the more I dove into that and did that, the more like confidence I built and the more I realized I don't need like there's certain things that I like in my personal style. I don't need all these different things. And I don't necessarily need to be buying something new all the time to reflect and communicate that. That's incredible. So you, it was really from a a position of examining yourself and your own practices that you Mm -hmm. kind of pivoted. And I'll just say, it's neat when I'm thinking about the influencer space and I follow a variety of, you know, influencers on, on social media and all of that. I think that it's, so valuable to have someone you in that space that is saying we can still like look great and feel good in our own skin and what we're wearing mm-hmm. and also not have like a whole another storage unit of clothes or like making goodwill runs once a month because we can't put everything in our closet that we've purchased like it's yeah 
what are what have you seen as like the response as you've kind of pivoted even I've gotten a really great response I think just because I I try to be as like open and transparent about the experience as possible and I think like you know as I was initially sort of evaluating where I was financially in my closet in my life in my just like figuring out what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go and where I was going if I continued to like just stick with whatever I was doing uh just being open about that I think a lot of people were like oh yeah no I I felt that too or like I Mm. wear I've definitely dealt with like impulse buying and overspending Mm. and searching for that perfect thing all the time and maybe even putting my like you know thinking that this xyz thing is going to solve everything I was surprised actually um but I think also it's just like going through that especially starting out you kind of start to figure out who your authentic self is throughout all that. And I think people can tell authenticity when they see it or just, you know, being, yeah, yeah, just being open to the experience, you know? Mm. So when you say you were finding and discovering more of your authentic self, tell me more about that. And like, what do you feel like was kind of roadblocks in like, not being able to identify it previously and how you kind of began to uncover that. I think it's because for so long I was just like masking and medicating maybe who I really was or facing anything that I was trying to get away from by shopping and trying Mm. to live this like Instagrammable lifestyle. So I never really spent the time to sit in any of that discomfort and I never spent the time to try to figure out who I was. I had this like closet full of clothes at the time. And I was like, you know, this would make this outfit would make a good photo or whatever. But I didn't know if that was truly my style or not. I didn't know what I felt my best in. And it would be a lot of like changing outfits like five times before you leave the house and then ending up wearing the first one because I just didn't know what felt right and what felt what I felt most confident in. With wardrobe anyway, yeah. Right, right. So how did you begin to identify what your style was? I mean, I am so guilty of my friends make fun of me. I am the last person out of the house and it's because I put 10 different things on and then, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. I end up in the first one that I put on. So the more I started to declutter, the less options I made for myself and the more I let go of things that are that, you know, I wore maybe once or like I knew I bought just to take a photo with or getting a little real with something that's like, oh, it's so nice. I have such good taste. Like, I know I have good taste. I have nice stuff, but I'm still not wearing it, like filtering out the noise. um, And also just accepting that, like, I know I feel my best in like jeans and a t-shirt. I don't want to give that much more energy to, Mm. I don't want to try harder than that sometimes. Yeah. The more thought and analysis I put into something that should be so simple, the more it gets complicated and the more it gets a little overwhelming. And that's when you start changing Mm. like all your clothes and stuff like that. So when I started like started Mm. decluttering, there were just fewer options and yeah, just being okay with like, Mm. yep, I'm wearing this today and I know I feel good in this. Mm. So I'm going to own it. Let's, Mm. Let's move on. You know, I love that. I love what you said about, filtering out the noise and 
I think there's a difference between seeing someone wear something on Instagram and I'm like, oh, I love that. I should buy it versus like, I love that. I love what she's wearing, but I know I would not look good in it or it's not my personal style. So I'm going to appreciate that for what it is and then move on or whatever. Absolutely. And I think it's like, I think a lot of that, especially when it comes to like now TikTok that we have too, like all the ways that we can consume style and get inspiration. It's like, how can you change the self-talk so that, yeah, exactly how you said, I can appreciate that this looks beautiful on her and that she looks beautiful or he looks great, but that's like where it ends for me. I know that this doesn't fit into my life, my lifestyle, my personal style. And I don't need that thing to complete anything in my life already. You talk a lot in like your YouTube videos and and all of that about decluttering, simplification. I tried to go like minimalist last year doing the 333 challenge, wearing 33 items in three months or whatever it was. And I felt so great afterwards, but then reverted right back to my habits and I mean, you said that exactly, like it's it's habits and we're so trained in this consumerist kind of society, right, to, to consume. So the messages that you're delivering about decluttering and simplification and, you know, just simplifying your life, how does one actually like, and how did you put that into practice versus, hey, this is a great idea and I love the concept of this mm-hmm. to, I'm going to actually mobilize this into my own life. For me... I had a very big why and a very big motivator Mm -hmm. to get me started and help me identify that I just had too much, specifically too much clothing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was that I really wanted to commit to getting out of debt. So I knew that most of my money, if not all, was going to shopping and just like spending money on crap that Mm -hmm. would later completely overwhelm me that I wouldn't like I would probably even not wear so I had a big why to get me started I don't I think you know decluttering for the sake of decluttering like I think there is a little merit in that if you decide to tackle your junk drawer like there is an end to that where it's like oh this looks cleaner this feels nicer I like this so I think if you don't necessarily have a why right away like even just getting started Mm -hmm. and just getting rid of some easy things you do immediately feel lighter and like, okay, Mm. that wasn't so bad. Maybe, maybe I can move on to to the bigger thing. But like you said, if you're doing like the 333 or, or um, like a a minimalist challenge or whatever, um, I think it's something amazing to do to prove to yourself that you can and to see if you like the results. But if you want to sustain it, and I think, yeah, it does require a little bit like a bigger a bigger reason to keep going. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or you're just going to revert back to old ways and there's no like driver behind actually actually doing it. To your point, I felt super accomplished, but I was like, okay, well, that was fun, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because I think it's too, it's like, even as I go through this, like, I mean, look at my place. It's like not, you know, there's like stuff everywhere, but it's just <laughs> like, it's such a, it's such a process and it takes what I'm learning is that it takes so much time. Like for me, just getting rid of everything overnight, like a lot of me wants to do that, but it's not, I think it's not a sustainable thing. And there's also just like temptations that are going to come back up and like old habits, as you say, die hard. So it's like Mm -hmm. still making sure or like identifying that why and that motivation and that reason that you want to do it when temptation and things that can kind of derail you 
come your way, like, how do you, how do you face it? And how do you deal with it in a way that's like still meeting that, that goal of less, but better minimalist type of like lifestyle that you want. You talk about minimalism. It rolls right off your tongue. feels very natural. (laughs) Consumer decisions are, are so important as we're kind of talking about how to kind of move towards that. But I'm also thinking about I feel like as a society, we're kind of trained to think about the more is more mentality, right? Everything on social media is pointing to that. I read that new trends would come out like every season, but now there's literally new trends weekly. And so to like keep up with that, it's just absolutely out of control. So in light of where this is all headed, right, with social media and just like the instant gratification, why do you feel like this concept of kind of practical minimalism is all the more important? Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, what are they called now? Micro trends or something? Yes. Like, it's just Uber it's fast so... fashion and like all yeah. of that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's unsustainable and not only obviously with the environment, but like financially unsustainable. Mm. I think it's, I think a lot of it is still quite a distraction because I think like if you were anything like me then you use shopping as a means to I shopped when I was happy I shopped when I was sad I shopped when I was by myself and I shopped when uh, I was with other people like it's it's almost something that like Mm -hmm. we it's something we do to fill our time It, it feels productive sometimes to spend money if we're talking wardrobe to like decide that I want to curate this wardrobe and find this personal style like it feels purposeful but when like with when these like micro trends and like all that stuff comes when we're when we're bombarded with that I think it's just it's just more distraction more more things to like add into this goal that we're supposed to be working on or more to guide this like purpose when really that Mm -hmm. I think that takes away from from maybe the work that you'd want to do on yourself to like figure out who you are, what you want to do, what you want to contribute. Um, that's just like so much more than, than style and shopping and consumption, you know? As you were talking about how we shop when we're happy, we're happy, you know, we shop when we're sad. My mom used to call it retail therapy and yeah. like we'd break up with a boyfriend. She's like, all right, we're going shopping. We're <laughs> like, you know, it was it signified yeah are like addressing certain emotions in our life. Happiness too, right? Like we're celebrating, we're going shopping or that definitely resonates with me. But then to your point, like it doesn't satisfy, right? There's that little ping of of happiness or of satisfaction. And then I'm left with a bunch of stuff I don't know what to do with now. That and like, and, and at the end of the day, like if your boyfriend broke up with you, you're still sad about it or you're still angry about it or you're still happy about it, like whatever it is. Right. But there's still like something that we just pushed to the side that we didn't deal with. And like, mm. I think when I started all this and sort of identified that minimalism was the thing that was not only helping me get out of debt, but helping me like just make space so that I could figure out who I was and what I mm. wanted and what how I felt my best I had to learn how to spend my time differently tell me more about that (laughs) yeah I was gonna say like when I first started um I think one of my like when I first started like on YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff it was again very fashion focused I would do like hauls and like all that stuff and Mm -hmm. then when I came to the realization that I was like you're going in circles you're not your your direction is going 
financially nowhere. I wasn't, I had all these goals for myself and I was doing absolutely nothing to reach them, which like money is tied to a lot of those goals that a lot of people, like a lot of us have. So I, I heard of this thing called low buy, which was a commitment to, it was like this movement on, on YouTube that I, that I found out about. And it it was people who were committing to like a year long shopping ban, or like they have certain rules around when, what they can and cannot buy. So I decided to try that to change my relationship with shopping and to like stop Mm. shopping and change some of those habits. But what I realized as I was going through that low buy year was like, I was still agonizing over now, now, like, sure, I wasn't like impulse buying all the time, but I was still agonizing over what I could and could not buy and like, Mm -hmm. what was okay and what wasn't. And I was just kind of like, well, I kind of just just like moved what I was agonizing over here now over to this. Um, And I, and I realized like that, that kind of wasn't, that wasn't a big enough why for me when I, and then I kind of rediscovered minimalism and was seeing um like i was really into like matt diavella and the minimalists and like a lot of like inspiring creators to sort of push that and i was like oh um so there was one one creator on youtube um his name's ron banks he's amazing he's like a poet and and an amazing has amazing minimalist content but he talked about he had a video called like how i learned to want less which to me was like the aha moment where it's like, okay, yeah, like maybe minimalism is a tool that I can use to help me even stop agonizing over what I can and cannot buy. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's really important to be intentional about what you buy, what you spend money on, because like you work hard for that money. You want to build that financial safety net, but it really helped me let go of like, of that agonizing over like, Mm -hmm. is it okay to buy a pair of pants or not? Um, Because it really shifts the focus to being more like to feeling grateful with what you have, feeling content with what you have and focusing more on where you want to put your energy, like whether it be what you're passionate about or relationships, mm-hmm. that type of thing. So that's how minimalism kind of came into my, came into my lifestyle. Cause yeah. I was like, Oh, like that was like the Holy shit moment. <laughs> for me. I love it. Everyone's got to have one, right? You were talking about the agony of like, it wasn't that I was agonizing less. I was just agonizing over something different. And so mm-hmm. it seems like you've really adopted a practice where there's like freedom in being able to, I mean, even purchase something if you want it. Like people think of minimalism and they think I can't buy stuff, right? It's more restricting, but it sounds like there's you actually feel more freedom in that. Yeah. And I think like, I think a lot of people think minimalism has to look a certain way and um, the way it looks when you Google it or when you like search for minimalism on the internet, it does look really idyllic and like, you know, very aspirational, clean lines Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And I realized that you're not like a bad minimalist if you, you know, <laughs> want to have like a big book collection. Like what I realized when I sort of dove into all this stuff is that minimalism is really about focusing your energy, your time, or even your money on what matters to you mm-hmm. and shifting that away from what doesn't. So if you get a lot of joy, a lot of value from having a, a large record collection, a large book collection, like then who cares? it's not about fitting into another box or like adhering to another label. And Mm -hmm. that's when I think too, like minimalism 
became more of a tool rather than something else to aspire to or something else that I could potentially be doing wrong. Right. Again. I think that's amazing. And the freedom in that too, versus like a, I have to mentality or yeah, just something else that I need to, something else that I'm going to screw up in, to be honest, like. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know? I don't know. It's, I feel like it can be, it's like, it's like dieting, you know, like yeah. I think yeah. you can get really inspired, but then if you go all, all in, like it's, it's going to be really hard to sustain. I love it. I think that's such a good mentality to have. So the podcast is all about creating community and really in this kind of mini series, the hope is that listeners will be inspired to kind of take a step back and consider how their choices, their consumerist choices are impacting, you know, their greater community. How do you feel like the work that you're doing is helping foster a, a sense of community now and for our future. I think a lot of people relate to what I talk about in the sense of just um, being very open about impulse buying and overconsumption and sort of aimless spending and consumption in order to sort mm -hmm. of reach an ideal or feel a certain way or think that it's going to fix something. Because a lot of what I talk about is within the vein of personal finance and like, I guess more like I'm not a money expert or anything, but um, I think money and behavior are very, very closely tied. I think we've built a community of, of people who not only want to be just like, okay with who they are and what they have, but also just take better control of their finances and take better understanding of it. And I get, you know, people message me all the time saying, you know, I paid off my credit card today. And I'm just like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Like, that's it's amazing. just, I think just being able to recognize and sort of face and accept that like mm. maybe there's certain things that I can change or do better and, and certain painful things that I was mm. kind of running away from and being able to face it and have a community to talk about, talk it through with. Um, yeah. We have a Facebook group called low, low buy beauties. Um, has I think it's like 5,000 members now which is so cool and it's just like it's just people who talk through like they talk through what they're they're struggling with how mm -hmm. they want to budget how they want to uh you know certain goals that they have when it comes to their finances or or wardrobe or any of those types of things so I think we've really created this community of people who yeah just like just want to own it and, and like mm. do it together, you know? Yeah. I think that's incredible. And there's such beauty in creating a space for people to say, this is what I'm struggling with. And then for, to hear someone say like, I've been there too. And mm -hmm. I'm cheering you on in that. Yeah. And so I think that's, I think that's really awesome. I think you're doing amazing things, Christina. <laughs> Thank you. And I mean, like the community is amazing. I just, I learned so much from them and like, there's so mm -hmm. many perspectives that I never would have thought. Yeah. I think the more you are willing to, sh to talk about it, the more other people are willing to share too. Even thinking back to the more time we're spending on social media too, like the more we can see people who are being their vulnerable selves in that yeah. space even i think there's a i feel like there's a shift on social media i don't know if you feel mm. it too like i feel like insta like i think with the rise of tiktok or what like i think people are just seeking more raw realness and authenticity mm. and like less of this aspirational supposed to kind of life that's what i'm noticing lately anyway i think it's pretty cool i am too 
it's really like, I just like want to take a sigh of relief in that even, mm-hmm. you know, that I can scroll yeah. through my feed and not feel the apprehension that comes with like, oh my gosh, I need to like look a certain way or talk a certain way or do certain things, yeah. you know, that's supposed to mm-hmm. mentality. I like that. That's cool. I hope it keeps heading that way too, but it starts with, you know, people <laughs> like you and like all of those things. <laughs> in space. So I think that's incredible. Christina, thanks so much for being on the show today. Like I said, I'm a big fan of you and what you're doing. It gives me such energy and, um, Yeah, I just appreciate you sharing your space with us today. Thank you so much. Y'all, didn't you love Christina? I was so inspired by her fresh perspective on consumerism and how we don't have to be a victim to our spending habits or our stuff. That just makes me want to take a big old breath of fresh air. So as I continue to think about this idea of what it means to be a conscious consumer, It all keeps coming back to individual choice for me. This is something that, while it can be a daunting task to change the trajectory of, starts with us as consumers. And I've loved hearing from you guys over the past few weeks about what that looks like for you in your own life. And it looks different for everyone. If you haven't reached out yet, I'd love to hear from you. You can always reach out to me on Instagram, at Reside Podcast, or follow me on Twitter too. Tell me how the show has impacted you. Guys, if you haven't already, also be sure to rate the show on Apple Podcasts. It helps promote the podcast and ultimately it helps others find the show. If you're feeling extra bold or sassy, leave a comment and that would just be so meaningful to me. As always, y'all, thanks for listening to the show today. I hope it leaves you feeling challenged and encouraged to cultivate community in your own space. Know that I'm cheering you on in that. The podcast has a new episode every other Wednesday. Follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss a show. The next episode is releasing on Wednesday, August 11th, where we will conclude our mini-series by taking a look at the food industry with Jody from Perfectly Imperfect Produce. And y'all, if you thought today's episode was good or last week's was good, let the fun continue. This has been such an incredible mini-series, and I hope that uh, y'all are getting a lot out of it as well. Until then, I hope you have a great rest of your week. Cheers! Cheers!